It's your boy DJ back at it again with another episode of the My Side of the Block podcast presented to you by The Stoop Life. If you're not part of The Stoop Life and you're not following us on any type of social media like Instagram or Facebook, you're definitely not in the mix with the real sports fans, the people who know the game, people who just don't drop those hot takes and run. Thou shall not names. <laughs> now, today we are going to get into boxing again. I want to start doing this thing where I break down Every single division, right? It's a small series, right? This week, I want to focus on the welterweight division. Preferably 147 right now because it's not being talked about enough. Um, there's a lot of dogs in this division, man. A lot. Then uh, you have you have two guys on there that are arguably on the pound-for-pound pound, like list right now. And nobody's speaking how 147 is dominant. They only, they only say two names and forget... There's a rack of people in this division that are still getting it, right? Of course you know Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Two top dogs, one and two, one A, one B. Now, Errol Spence is coming back. He's probably going to run into you guys, which they're talking about for the springtime, which means it's probably signed and sealed just looking for a date. They're both training for each other right now. They know what they're, they're expecting. That's a huge fight, in my opinion, because you guys is really making noise in this division ever since he literally took Manny Pacquiao out of school. Like, he literally embarrassed him. And this is on a 10 days' notice, I believe. Um, now, I predicted that. Styles make fight. Cubans, listen, if there's a style of fighting that is difficult, it's Cuban fight. Cuban style boxing. And it's never an easy fight. Never, It's never a fight where you're going to walk through one. Because they all make you fight their fight. As Deontay Wilder, before he stopped Luis Ortiz, Luis Ortiz was taking him to school. He was making him fight his fight. Ask, ask Canelo about Aries Landy Lara, who did beat him. But you know how that goes. Cuban fighters are different. And I think you guys taking on Errol Spence is a good one. Spence, I got to give him props for stepping in and... You know, after a year, you don't want he does not want no no uh warm up. He want he's going right for the next dog. And that's you guys. He's coming off a high injury. He hasn't fought since Danny Garcia, I believe, in December fifth of twenty twenty, I believe. So basically a year and some change. He hasn't been in the ring. He has he has a bad high injury. Dangerous fight. We're gonna see how that pans out. When that fight comes closer and we're really gonna break that down. Um, but aside for the top three, there's some really, really good fighters in this division. I mean, you still got Danny Garcia hanging around here at number six, according to ESPN, according to a lot of other boxing bodies. Danny Garcia is still here. And he has, again, he hasn't fought since Errol Spence. There's no reason for him not to fight. I think he's trying to get himself together. He's training every day. I've seen him on Instagram and social media. He's, 
he lives around here as well, so <laughs> I've seen him run in it. He's, I think he's stuck in a, in a, either, this is a crossroad of his career. His next fight is going to really define who he is. And either that's going to be against a top dog or an up-and-comer. He, he's either going to be labeled as a, a gatekeeper in this division or he's going to be labeled as a new, a new fighter after a big win. We will say. I want to talk about Virgil Virgil Ortiz. Eighteen and now he just beat. Um, he had a he had a KO win in August. He's going. He's defending a strap against uh, Michael McKinnon, who I think is Michael McKinnon. Sorry, who I think is he's a good contender, but I think Virgil should walk right through him. He has a lot of power. Great chin. He's a finisher. So we're we're gonna see what he does against this. But against Michael McKinnison, who I think, again, he's going to walk through. And we'll probably see Virgil maybe run into a Danny Garcia. Um, you got to pay attention to that because Danny Garcia is one guy that a lot of these guys are looking at. Like, if I beat him, he's a good name on my record. They just haven't called him out yet. It takes that one guy to call out Danny. And Danny loses, and they're all going to want him. Or it could, it could work in the opposite, too. Danny stops him. Now... My favorite up-and-comer, who shouldn't be labeled as up-and-comer, he's 28 now, Jerron Boots Enos from Philly. I'm very Philly biased when it comes to when it comes to boxers, because the style of a Philly fighter is amazing. It's flash, speed, heart, grit, everything. It's a complete fighter. Bernard Hopkins, <laughs> like that, like that. Bernard Hopkins, first fighter that comes to my head, and Jerron Enos. Could be in line to fight Terrence Crawford. He could literally be in line to fight Terrence Crawford for for a unification. I see it happening before Errol Spence. I think Errol, this Errol Spence fight is going to take a little bit long. TC doesn't want to stay on the rack for too much longer. Why not take on Jerron Ennis? It's not it's a it's not a huge fight, but it's not something small. I pay to see it. Um, another guy I want to speak about. Still got Connor Benson around here. Connor Benson, 21, 20 and 0, and not being speaked about how he just spanked Chris Algieri. What I like what Connor Benson is doing, right? This, if you guys know who Connor Benson is, you know who his father is. Nigel Benson, the Dark Destroyer. Back in at 168 back in the day, middleweight, he was just he he was one of the top dogs, especially across across the season UK. His son is just like him, ferocious. Explosive, and always goes for the kill. Um, he's calling out these old dogs, man. He's calling out. He, he's take. He just beat Chris Algieri. He wants Adrian Broner, Amir Khan, Kel Brook. I mean, I think he kind of wants Keith Thurman as well. I mean, that's another guy we're not speaking about. He's fight. He has an upcoming fight. He has. He's fighting um, Barreras. It was a, t- a a kind of a tough fight. Got stepping up. Two weight classes and uh, getting comfortable and fighting. I think Keith is um, gonna look a little rusty. He's not gonna look like himself, but we know what Keith Thurman is when he's on. And I think a, a big win for Keith Thurman is gonna smack him right in the top ten again. Um, which leaves him and Danny Garcia, two guys. These young guys should be going after. And this is the most exciting. I think this is the most exciting time for welterweight since Floyd Mayweather. 
you know, it's when Floyd retired, I mean, he was in there with, I mean, he was, he was in the rankings with guys like Amir Khan, Manny Pacquiao, of course, uh, Adrian Broner, when Danny Garcia was hot, he was hot, Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, when these guys were in, in, in the welterweight division, there was no better division, and I think these guys right now are bringing it up. Now, I, I could talk about 140 with Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, uh, Progis, Jose Sabata, Victor Pozo, Jose Pedraza. Uh, I could talk about that division, but I'm not going to do that right now. I want to save 140, which is junior uh, welterweight, for another time. Right now, I want to focus on 147 and where they had. This, this division is loaded, and it's not being speaked about enough. And the reason why is because heavyweight, the heavyweight division finally woke up and became something. When the heavyweight division is good, it's arguably the funnest time to watch boxing. I mean, when Muhammad Ali was good, that everybody wanted to be the heavyweight champ. Mike Tyson was killing it. Very exciting. Lennox Lewis, very exciting. People didn't like the, the Klitschko brothers. Deontay Wilder came out, came out the mud, made a more, bring a little bit more excitement to his division. Look where it's at now. This is where welterweight's going to be if T if Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence uh, face off. I'm just here to inform y'all, man. 147 is is the best division. I don't care what anybody says. I, I love welterweight. I love. I, I mean, I love middleweight. I love um, light heavyweight. But there's no dogs like the ones at 147 because these guys are, are in the middle. You can be. You can, you can be. You can move on up to 154, possibly 160, or you could drop down to 140. This is a, a great division to be in, and it's a great division to watch. Um, where we go from here with this division, we just got to wait for the fights. And I think they're all going to happen. Because none of these guys in this division are really ducking each other, in my opinion. I think it's all about politics in this division. And if they let Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence fight... This division is going to pop up again. If they let Errol Spence and you guys get in, which they're probably going to do it, it's going to bring a lot of noise to the division. If they let Terrence Crawford and Jerron Enos fight, Virgil Ortiz fight, and Garcia, this division is going to ring bells. I'm telling you, listen to me. I don't, I don't, I don't tell lies here. <laughs> now, uh... We have a couple of big fights coming up. I just wanted to break down this division. You're probably going to hear my mouth again probably sometime this week. <laughs> and we're definitely be on Thursday to do the Stoop Life slash My Side of the Block NFL Awards. So you better tune in. Thank you for listening. It's your boy PJ. I'll be back. Baby. This is a new series. See y'all later.